0: Hello there, and welcome back to D&D and V&G, the only monthly podcast that takes an in-depth look at Dungeons & Dragons licensed video games. This episode, we're discussing the <laughs> Temple of Elemental Evil, the tactical party RPG developed by Troika and released by Atari in 2003. Joining me is, as always, my co-host and also, as always, brother, Alex Basso. Hi, Alex. Hello, always, brother. Hello. Uh, Also stopping by, again, for some talking, are two of my close good friends, Gregory Blair. That's-a-me. And Vegas Lancaster.
1: Me, the world's greatest internet game reviewer. It's an honor, really.
0: (laughs) And just like last month, and for every month, if you've never played the game but want an idea of what it looks like in action, I encourage you, I implore you... Watch the video breakdown in the show notes made by Alex. He spends a lot of time working on them. So, hey, check them out. They're really, really helpful. So, guys, the Temple of Elemental Evil.
2: That sounds scary. What can you tell me about this video game? Alex. Temple of Elemental Evil. uh, It's a video game based on two of Gary Gygax's modules. The Village of Homlet and the Temple of Elemental Evil. It's set in the world of Greyhawk, and it's it uh, the modules lasted from about level 1 to 8, but eventually they were re- re-released as a larger campaign that led to f- eventually fighting Walth, the Demon Queen of Spiders.
1: You play as a party of five adventurers, which you can either create yourself or pick from a bunch of lame pre-generated characters. Uh, and you can hire up to three NPCs to join your party. You can summon animals or monsters to fight alongside you as well. All the combat in the game is turn-based, and it's a very good and accurate simulation of the 3.5 D&D rule set.
3: Little piece of trivia about those crappy pregens. They are, in fact, the original iconic instances of each class. So crappy though they may be, they're all straight from the PHP. But also another cool thing about the game is that it was one of the very first RPGs to allow a same-sex relationship. So props to Troika for that. Uh, They used a modified version of the engine they did in their earlier RPG, Arcanum. And it shows it does look better than Arcanum. Uh, Dragons and Dragons Online actually just announced last month they are, have plans to include a version of Temple of Elemental Evil in an upcoming patch, which would be really exciting if DDO wasn't such an awful game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not very good.
3: <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I don't, I don't but like hey, yeah. that's cool. That's, that's, that's another like
0: conversation.
1: <laughs> Something it shares in common with... Oh, the Temple of Mount Evil! Oh, you've
0: you've shown your hand already.
1: I'm ready, Internet.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about this game then. Let's talk about how what what kind of game is this? How is this game? What is what is it about? Like we said, it's a tactical RPG. The first and most important thing that'll jump out at you is the UI. What do you guys think of the UI, specifically the radial menu, which you'll use for every single action? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you wish it was a little less clunky?
2: Alex, what do you think? So, I'm going to say initial impressions, it is ugly. I don't know, I just hate the look of it. All those circles, and it immediately turned me off on the game, just seeing the way everything was laid out. But actually through using it, I did grow to like it. Pretty useful, you know, it, it was a good job of organizing all the abilities. One thing I will say... I feel like there's a lot more stuff there than you actually need. Um, yeah, there's so yeah. many options for, like, special attacks that I never really even considered. Mm-hmm. So it is a little overkill. But I think, you know, in practice it does work well. There are some other UI complaints I'd have. Um, I mean, but the radial menu was probably ended up being the least of my concerns. So that that was a much better than expected.
1: Yeah, I yeah. like the radial menu. Um, they're trying to... Uh, include as much of what you can do when you're playing D&D 3rd Edition as they could. Uh, They tried to let you do as much of that stuff in the game itself, which is a bold idea, uh, and the radial menu lets you fit tons of different options in. That said, while it seems to be their ambition to, to put many options in like alex said uh mostly you just want to hit things
0: Uh. (laughs) yeah i uh i don't know that i ever used prepare defense versus spell or i i used total defense maybe once or twice but there was a lot of options in there that i i didn't touch
1: you know what i hated it it Allows you every time you're doing an attack it allows you to choose to try to do non-lethal damage and it's been a long time since i've played third edition so i don't remember all the rules very well so it took me the first 15 minutes of the game playing as a neutral good party in the parlance of dnd to realize that every time i tried to attack doing non-lethal damage i was missing because it applies a major penalty to your attack greg you
0: like the the radio menu a lot too right
3: yeah just a quick thing though didn't it tell you did you not have the dice roller open like with all the crunch in it doesn't it have showed you that there
1: it's so it's it's to open the dice roller like, it's a it's a minimized window on the mm, side. And you can true. pop it open to look at what's going on underneath the hood. Uh, but I didn't even think about that. And yeah. it's not like... This isn't such a well-designed game where I go to select non-lethal damage and a little hover note pops up that says, by it's the true. way, you'll be less effective in combat if you do this. It just was an option that was presented to me.
3: There is a lot of assumption that you know what you're doing. If you don't know anything about D&D 3.5, you will be at a disadvantage here. So I think and I would I would include that in sort of a general a general kind of critique of the gameplay, right? There's no the tutorial's okay, and I know we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um but there's no help.
2: <laughs> no.
3: You know, oh, let me buy this armor from the shop. Uh can can I equip it? I don't know. I have to buy it first to see what kind of armor it is. Yeah. What? That's that's ridiculous, but To circle back around to your point, Rudy, I did really, really like the radial menu for some of the reasons why Alex said that he didn't care for it and that it was too busy. I thought it was awesome that you had all the options in there. And I actually used ready at actions constantly. And I used the special combat maneuvers, one of my main... (laughs) My third party, which... (laughs) I'll explain that a little bit. My fourth party? Third party. Um, explain that a little bit. Iron Man. I had... I had, yeah. I had a... Um, Polearm-wielding trip fighter, which was super broken. It was so awesome to have all the stuff there. Yeah, it's not the prettiest menu in the world, but they did a great job of giving me uh, giving me everything I needed all in one place. Uh, you can't play this game without having that kind of stuff at your fingertips.
0: Yeah, I guess... It's nice to have all those options. I don't know that it necessarily needed to be there for a video game version of it. I thought it was a little overkill, but
3: for that the most part, I, I so think far. you guys. But they're all well there, man. It was so I cool. Yes.
0: I didn't like that you had to take potions through the radial manual either. I wish I could have opened my inventory and oh. pressed drink, or there would have been a bar at the bottom where I could slot some potions in. That would have been
3: so that's, easier. That's okay. The flip side for me Here's the
0: complaint Potions yeah. need to be identified.
1: Yeah! What the hell? Every potion I find, um...
3: But that's old school, man.
1: That's super that is way too old school <laughs> <laughs> well i
2: mean the good thing is though once you know what a potion is it's not like uh it's the same the inventory sprite or whatever yeah picture changes like i i know what a mag, you know a healing potion looks like oh, everyone i found
3: must be a much must be a potion it,
2: i don't know if at any point in the, you know maybe i missed it where they trick you and they maybe make <laughs> like i don't know a poison potion with the same exact as a cure like wounds potion but uh, you know, I, once I identified a potion once, I never did it
0: again. Yeah, but if you're holding two different unidentified potions when you go to drink it, they'll just be l- magic potion yeah. lists. So you don't know which one you're
2: yeah. drinking.
3: Mm-hmm. It's that
0: was, that was an annoying little
3: thing. That's sloppy. Yeah,
0: that's sloppy. That's a good word for it. What about the rest of the UA? I personally had a problem with the, the logbook. And this is more of a bug where my quests, my new quests weren't showing up. When I completed old quests, they weren't being shown as completed. I had four in Homlet for the entire time. Until I got to the second, I guess, city. I say that in quotes, it's not very large. Until I completed a quest there, my quest book was broken. By the way, what a broken.
1: crappy name for a town. If, if you hand me a game and tell me, in this game you can journey to the village of Nulb. I am not... Going to play that game.
2: I'd say Nolb sounds like a crappy town, and in game it's yeah. kind of a crappy town. So it's a pretty
1: crappy it, town. It
3: fits. So verisimilitude. I believe that it's a crappy town, right? Uh,
1: of the two towns in the game, Nolb is the better town.
0: Let's talk about the combat, though. I know I was really concerned when I saw that it was turn-based that it'd be super slow and boring. You know, tactical sometimes really? can mean. Yeah, I was nervous about that. I thought it would be like Fallout. When I think turn-based RPG, I think Fallout. And Fallout with ten guys on your side would probably take a very long time. But I was wrong. I was totally wrong. It's really streamlined. It's really fast. If you have four enemies that are the same initiative, they will go simultaneously. You don't have to watch one go, then the other go, then the other go. And while that can be confusing sometimes, because there will be four people being attacked at the same time, it also made things go a lot faster. Did you guys like the combat?
1: I'll disagree with you when you said I heard tactical combat and wasn't excited. Uh, I grew yeah. up playing games like Shining Force and Fire Emblem, uh, and then later on Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, oh. I love tactical RPGs, so I heard that this was a D&D tactical game, and I was more excited than the actual game ended up justifying
3: yeah, I'll second that, Vegas. I mean, especially I will give them um, to me. To, for me, D and D, it's it's turn based. Even even stuff like Neverwinter and whatnot. Oh, real time? No, I'm pausing it every single turn because that's D and D to me. So I thought that was really awesome. They did a good job with like uh, range, reach, rings, and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. You know, they they show you your movement. It could have been a little clearer for how far you can go and whatnot in terms of your move and your action. But, in general, turn-based D&D gets me all happy and excited. So, it was fast, like you said. It wasn't bogged down. Rudy, just a point of clarification, are you saying that Fallout is slow and boring to you? I would
0: think a party-based Fallout would be slow and boring. In this case... When you have eight people in your party, I, see. I think okay. that would be a little long.
3: Okay, you should try Brotherhood of Steel at some point. I thought it was fun, but I think I'm in the middle of
0: action RPG?
3: No, no, Fallout no,
0: Tactics.
3: The... Fallout Tactics. That's yeah. Well, it
2: can be real-time, too. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm also going to agree with these guys, Rudy. Um, <laughs> I I feel like I'm, I don't think I've ever really played a, a turn-based D&D game. And it's like, why why not? D&D is turn-based. So I was really excited to get into the combat. And it does move really quick. And that's great, because there are some massive battles that oh, yeah. would take hours doing uh, at a table that go 15-20 minutes. I definitely really enjoy the combat. And it's, I think, far and away the best part of the game, which is good because it is about 95% of the game. <laughs> Maybe more.
3: Well, yeah. given the dialogue and the quests. I'm not sure that's really a negative on the game.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about the quests then. Uh, they're terrible. Um, yeah. They're hard All to right. find for one. I had a lot of difficulty just finding it. Well, my my quest book you was broken, quest so Jeez, that Rick. that didn't help.
1: When but was e- this game made?
0: 2003.
1: Had, had no game yet invented exclamation points <laughs> above West NPC's heads I'm yet
0: pretty sure world of Warcraft
2: was out by 2000 it was 2004 2004 all right but RPGs yeah, but were, were. were a lot more user friendly by 2003 than yeah 2003 we, had RPGs.
3: we had lots of things where it was really easy because you know wow might have been a big one but it wasn't the first mmoRPG. It's, we had exclamation points. That was a known technology.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just there's a lot. It's it's just weird. Walking around and exploring the village of homlet is not fun. No, it's not it's interesting. Short. It wasn't short. I don't understand why there was fog of war everywhere, either. Oh that was God. just annoying. Like, it's know, just a town. You'd think you'd Be able to explore it openly. You'd think there'd be identifying marks identifying marks on all the different buildings, but that was not the case.
3: So I get what you're saying, Rudy, about you know, we're talking about exclamation points and Fog of War well, I still think the Fog of War is dumb. But and especially identifying the houses and what they are. Just play devil's advocate. Are we too used to these modern conveniences of gaming? Is that something are we just being lazy? Absolutely. That that we should?
1: Absolutely not. Diablo 1 came out in 1996 and had an engaging town with neat characters who were fun to talk to. It was obvious when they wanted you to do a quest and you empathized with the characters who lived in the town. That was seven years before this game came out full of bland farmers who all look the same. And I hate Terrible
0: that. voice acting, too. Just terrible <coughs> voice acting. That's something I noticed. It was really bad voice acting. The Scottish guy is so... Oof. Yeah, it's
3: I
2: terrible. mean, I, I wouldn't be completely opposed to not having, you know, map markers and all that stuff if it was interesting to explore. Exploring is horrible. Like, there was nothing that I was like, man, I'm cool, I went out of the way and found this guy. You know, I, this hobbit who wants to join the militia. Whoa! That's the best part of this game.
3: The the quests
2: are so boring. It's so boring. I mean, I spent about 50 minutes in the main town trying to find my initial objective. It it just said, find the village elder. So I just entered every building I found until I got to him. And there was nothing that I was glad to have accidentally seen.
3: That's what you get. For being a (laughs) goody-two-shoes and having a particular person to go to.
1: I I felt like I wasn't playing the game correctly because I was like, something fun should be happening by now. I've been wandering around this town for an hour.
3: For everyone listening at home, the Basso brothers played the vanilla version of Temple of Elemental Evil. Vegas and I installed uh, something called the Circle of Eight mod pack, Mm -hmm. which I would completely recommend. Uh, it fixes a lot of bugs, it adds a ton of content. One of the things it does is it adds a little adventure site that completely circumvents all the stupid FedEx quests. You go, you kill stuff, you're level 2.
0: Yeah, I saw that so, in the notes. Pretty smart, pretty good, pretty
3: good. Really awful
1: pretty, pretty dumb stuff. that fans of the game had to cut out the first several hours of the game because the designers did not do a good job making that fun yeah
0: this is yeah. true I uh, I ended up grinding rest and then being attacked so I could get more experience <laughs> instead of doing quests just Terrible. find a nice corner put your fighters in front put your ranged and casters in the back take a rest and kill whatever shows up uh, And rest
3: guys- every single time right um, yeah, pretty please.
2: much. Resting is the Five hardest six, thing to do in this game. I would game. I w- yeah. You know, battles take field, 15 minutes. It takes 30 minutes to get a rest.
1: Because yeah. things, cause things attack you Randomly when you're trying to rest then, But they're
0: always flat footed Like they accidentally every, walked into the middle of your camp And you got a surprise round
2: They're flat footed and they are all like Within two feet of your characters They're, they're, they're all it's... touching uh, And then the oh, one thing yeah. is Since I'm such a I always need to loot everything So I am con- I try to rest I end up with like 50 corpses around me I have to take my time looting everything So resting was just It was, it was a headache
3: Did you, Vegas? Now, you said about running, and we're talking about gameplay, just in a generic way. I found even just navigating around very annoying. Because, alright, so.
1: You know what happens? You can select all your characters at the same time to ask them to move from one spot to another. And if you select, like, your six party members and be like, go to the other side of town, only two of them will show up.
3: Only two of them will show up. The pathfinding's awful. Everyone... The pathfinding's
0: awful. Uh, the
3: pathfinding's really oh, terrible, and... I get that different, moves, different move speeds is an incredibly important part of tactical combat in d d in general. Different size races, medium armor, that's great, that's fine. Don't make me deal with my dwarf or my little halfling <laughs> taking twice as long to get anywhere outside of combat. That is completely absurd. <laughs>
1: You, you ask them to run did. to the other side of town, and then you start checking Twitter while you wait for them to get there.
3: <laughs> if you can even click on the other side of town, because the pathfinding's so bad. I remember in the first, I, d- I played a chaotic neutral party all three times, so my thing was a dungeon, and it had kind of a V-shape of rooms. I couldn't click from one end of the V to the other. I had to go down to the, the vertex point where the two sides join, and then click up, because they couldn't figure out how to get there. I don't
0: understand. Yeah, I had a lot of issues, too. If an NPC was highlighted and you tried to enter a room, then they wouldn't do it. You'd have to click on an actual party member
2: to then enter the
0: room. They won't (laughs) talk to people, they won't open chests, they won't loot things, and they won't uh, go into a building. So I was constantly changing who I was. Instead of the whole group, I would have to change to one specific... It's ridiculous. Yeah, because it, yeah, cause it so also stupid. would
2: seem like uh, if I had a whole group selected, it wouldn't just go by who I thought was my leader, the guy I put in like my, my first slot. It wouldn't make him the default interactive. You know, that's if, if I wanted to talk to someone, it would know it's just. It seemed like I would just choose someone at random. And that's so. a big
0: deal because dialogue options are different depending on who is talking, which is the <laughs> most It re- is the most frustrating thing in the world if i don't have my character who's good at diplomacy talking to someone i don't get the diplomacy option if i don't have the person with good intimidate talking to that person i i have to have three conversations with the same person with different characters to try and see if there are more dialogue options it just doesn't automatically take the highest skill of my party in each one it's the stupidest thing ever i really (laughs) hate that that is a thing
3: is yeah, that really the worst dumb. thing that you got about the game? It was the Perfect.
0: most frustrating. Because
3: I felt like
0: I was missing out on content through no fault of my own. At no point did that ex- be explained to me. It was also really dumb that low intellect characters have like dumb dialogue. Like they'll talk to <laughs> me. No, talk, that's you, awesome. Yeah. No, not in this <laughs> like game, it, my friend. In Fallout, what? perhaps, but not in this Rook. game.
3: <laughs> Rook approves, okay.
0: Yeah. The party it's huge, too. Your party
3: can be huge.
0: Not I had you ten... never let I, any
3: NPCs join you.
0: Well, you know, we can talk about that, too. <laughs> Low-level D&D 3.5 is really boring, and, and even that is long. Even with this streamlined system, you're going to be missing a lot. And the oh way to God. circumvent that is immediately in the game, you come across a level 4 fighter who joins your party if you hire him. I think that was the, the, the developers going, oh, geez, we need to do something because people don't like playing this game at the beginning with their whole party.
1: It, it really it, It's so frustrating. It's every attack I was missing at the beginning of the game. And then they give you hirelings who are a higher level than the rest of your party to make up for that. Well, you know what? I spent a lot of time making characters that I like, uh, that are inside jokes to myself. I don't want to <laughs> play with your stupid hirelings, but now I have to.
0: Did you not hire any hireling? Hire any hirelings, Greg?
3: No, I hate hirelings. I don't want to split my loot with anyone. <laughs> so weird. consequently, um. I died a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. The hirelings told me they were going to take a share of my loot, but I never saw that happen. Oh, happening. I did. Oh my! They oh, was, I did. They I had a rogue. I hired,
2: yeah. I hired a rogue who was obsessed with taking any gloves and boots. It's like I opened his inventory. They it's filled it's, with, it's, with the boots. worst part about it is they will fill up their inventory to the point where they are encumbered. And then less effective in
0: combat. (laughs) Uh It's like, I will take Um, one arrow. I open his inventory. He's got boots, gloves, and five arrows. Like, you, my friend, are quite an interesting character. Uh, There's another one where he was a fighter. Totally fighter, 100%. He took my gloves of dexterity, and my (laughs) ranger didn't get them. So I was like, why would you take these? Sometimes it it just makes no
3: sense. He wants to be faster in combat.
0: Guess so. But let's talk about our party. What did people do? Yeah. Uh, you don't give me the whole layout of who everyone is, but just quick five classes. What were your five classes? Start with Greg.
3: So my final party, I had a fighter with the polearm and tripping, great druid because druids are OP in three five, a sorcerer, a wizard, and a rogue. Alex, what was your
2: party? I had a Pal- I won't know if everyone had the ability to cast spells. I had a paladin, who was supposed to be my face, but I could never get to talk to people. Uh, <laughs> a sorcerer, because I, it's a class I never really run around with. Sorcerer's um, a
3: great face, though. I, oh,
2: good. Well, actually, I actually, I actually had a lot of faces. I had a sorcerer. I had a bard, Jeez. Uh, Bard's who I completely face. regret, because he yeah, had so Bard's many skills cool. that were I never got skills, to really yeah. use. A ranger, a dual-wielding ranger... And my fifth was a druid, because druids are OP. Okay. And yeah. because of the, I had a druid and a ranger, I also had two animal companions. And with the three hirelings, I had ten, a group of ten, running around.
3: Um grab for your animal companions, just out of curiosity? I, grab- uh,
2: I had Barry the Bear and Jack the Jackal.
3: Nice. Uh, Good
2: names. <laughs> and... It, the animal companions are they're decent, but you can't control them, and they end up just like suiciding in, which is nice because they it's just fine. You can just bring them back, summon them. Yeah. So Um, and I, I did min max my party like crazy. I spent about 30 minutes in the character builder overall, probably for the whole party, maybe a little more. I'd say the average ability score was like 15 for all of my characters.
3: Jeez, man, uh, oh, I, I did really I well.
2: Thought... Uh, we 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 were a pretty good party.
3: My Iron Man mode, I just... First roll, that was it. That's I had to crazy, out which class man. I had to figure out which class would fit the best. That was the one choice I'd let myself make. I said, well, I rolled randomly for races, classes, party alignment, and first roll stats. But then, if I get to pick which class, got those stats at least. But, man, 15 average. That's pretty ridiculous.
0: I rolled, and I was looking for at least 118. And then I moved on from there. I had a cleric who died... And then I had to take a paladin, a pre gen paladin, who was not good at all and not min maxed and did a poor job fighting. I also had a ranger with archery. Not a good idea. Don't do that. It's uh, it's very difficult. <laughs> um, I didn't take precise shot because I'm an idiot. So, yes, miss, 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 to miss, 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 miss.
3: You've never played 3 5, right?
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that there's a huge penalty you if you have try to take fire into melee. Shot. Uh, I took a druid as well, OP, super OP, really helpful. And then I had a wizard to round out my five. Vegas, how about you?
1: I had, what I did was I tried to build all of my favorite characters from uh, pen and tape, paper D&D campaigns that I've played. So I ended up with a fighter cleric sorcerer rogue and bard might as well have made just five fighters because the other four characters ended up being totally useless most of the time. Speaking of, uh, we were talking about weird UI choices. So you roll um, to get your oh, stats, yeah. and if you don't like them, the game lets you re-roll as many times as you want. But it keeps track of how many times you re-roll for each character, and that it's like, oh, you re-rolled 17 times to get this character's stats. And then it tells you that every time you look at that character's character sheet, as Throughout a reminder that I, you suck.
2: I had no yeah. idea. That's I was always wondering, what does that re-roll's 368 mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no are you serious it was that
2: many times i'm yes they were in the tr- hundreds, yes. everyone bats. everyone was like triple digits in the re-rolls i thought it was like am i gonna have the option to re-roll at some point in the future i had no idea what it was uh,
3: thank you I... Bates, for not picking a paladin by the way who picks a paladin in this game you can't do anything fun
0: i can lay on hands bro I mean, it's yeah, just,
3: but, oh, Fallen Paladin, if I do anything morally ambiguous.
2: Alex, oh, immediately, his uh, Paladin there's, fell. Uh, <laughs> there's a quest in the first inn where it's like a drinking contest, drink contest, and apparently Paladins can't do that because he was Fallen right after, and that pissed me off so much. I guess. It's that, gambling, I, bro. It That made me, ugh. I had to re- reload after that one.
3: What kind of crappy Puritan are you that you're engaging in gambling?
1: that I couldn't play as uh, Drow either. I know that's that's a minor complaint uh, among uh, much. You can have players. an evil
3: party, but you can't play a Drow. But Drows had level adjustments in three five.
1: Oh, that's true. That's a good so point.
3: that would make sense that you couldn't play one actually.
0: Yeah. I also noticed there's a lack of like exotic races in the game. Everything I, I feel like I talk to humans throughout the entire time. There are no dwarves or elves
1: or halflings hanging out
0: for the most part. Yeah. Is you guys you're right.
1: too? I uh I totally agree. There there was, there was that both towns were all humans. Uh,
2: there's that one hobbit, I th- or that's maybe I think it's I think he's just, just, a just a short real, human look, Yeah, I don't think it's a <laughs> an extra
0: <an, an laughs>
3: hobbit. Why are you I, a hobbit to, any. Right? I
2: don't know why I keep saying hobbit.
3: Dude, wow. Tolkien wow. Estate is going to sue the crap yeah. out oh of you. Oh my you god.
0: You just ruined the tome show, Alex. Oh. Ugh. <laughs>
1: you're
0: gonna have to remove that. Uh
1: but there was there was a character whose gimmick was that he was too short to join the militia and even he's a human.
0: What about the story of the game though? <laughs> story, story of the game.
2: <laughs>
1: go to this location to to the temple. Everyone.
0: You know, they have a lot to love. Baldur's Gate is renowned for its excellent story. Baldur's Gate 2, even Icewind Dale, which is more of a combat game, has a pretty compelling story.
3: Point of contention.
0: Okay. What
3: is it? This module is a dungeon crawl. So, I don't fault them for having a crappy story when they're making a computer implementation of a straight dungeon crawl, basically. I'm okay with that. The story was crap, but it's supposed to be crap because it's a dungeon crawl.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, Greg. I'm not. I, I don't think I agree with you. It's a modern game. I should expect it to have modern storytelling. And, but um, what
3: are they gonna What are they gonna tell the story? I, of? That's
0: I'm not writing the game. But if I was approaching yeah. something and I knew the source material wasn't that great, I would try and improve upon the source material. And they didn't try and do that at all.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I think they would have had a bunch of angry grognards. But I think that's a fair point.
0: I mean, you kind of stumble into the temple. At least I did. Um, one of the NPCs was like, hey, I heard about this temple around here. We should go there. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And once you're in the temple itself, there's several different quest chains you can go down. There's four elemental cults in there. But I completely miss that if you're not wearing a cloak of that element, then everyone attacks you on sight. So I was just going through it, clearing out the dungeon, not knowing that, oh, if I was wearing this cloak which was in the main floor, I could actually be talking to people and getting quests. I was really disappointed afterwards to find out that I missed out on a huge amount
2: of content. I mean, I feel like this game... uh, Maybe I gotta check the advertising, but... They really seem to put all their eggs in the, uh, the combat basket. So, the story... Yeah, it's pretty terrible, but it does point you in the direction of where the fight is, and it does that for two locations really, and those locations take up many, many hours. Like I also, Rudy, did not talk to any of the elemental cults, but I didn't care. I just wanted to fight everything. Yeah, well, that's the thing I wanted to do. I agree. For me,
0: it was about getting to the destination. It wasn't about the journey. I just wanted to get to the bottom and fight what was ever at the bottom. I didn't care about talking to any of the NPCs or, or any anyone
1: really I just wanted to kill everything because the NPCs were super boring exactly <laughs> yes that
2: is established in the first hour
3: <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that this game does really well in general is representing the 3-5 rule set you have all the options from the radial menu we talked about you got all these different spells and stuff however some spells don't work other spells like Charm Person and Charm Monster, which is just supposed to make them friendly to you. Actually make them fight for you, which make you them super overpowered for level one spells. Which is not correct at all, but it's awesome. I abuse the heck out of it.
0: Really. Something else
3: yeah, something else I abuse the heck out of. So in D D three five, if you have a Reach weapon, you can't attack adjacent to you in this game you can attack adjacent to you. I really can't think of any reason why you wouldn't use a reach weapon cuz you can just smash things and then you get free attacks for opportunity and then you can still hit them when they're next to you. Yeah, it
1: just it's, doubles it's your range at it's no broken and penalty. amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. That said, my my rogue and my bard and to a certain extent my cleric were totally useless in this video game. <laughs>
2: Yeah, my bard was uh, the worst choice I made. He didn't probably do much. The best thing that he did was uh, so I found myself using a lot of all my casters. Uh, was constantly summoning uh, monsters and nature's ally uh, to bring yep. in even more parties. You know, I had like, you know fourteen, fifteen friendly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> said once, and I don't know. In three point five, could you have more than one of those summons at a time? Because I just remember I've played you know other games in the past where they limit so. you to one. You think you get more? Okay. I don't
3: don't think so.
2: Oh, you don't think so? Yeah, because there was no limit. So I would just spam those, and it was like, I I have an army.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Alex, it's funny you mentioned bards being useless for the most part, because they're mostly a skill. That's their one huge benefit. Bards get a bunch of skills, and skills are in this game. In fact, you will spend a lot of time putting skill points in the long list of skills, but I don't know that they're particularly implemented well. did you yeah. guys find yourself I guess pickpocketing or using Never. skills? you know a lot of it's passive to be Certain fair skills. spot so. um I know <laughs> if you're traveling on the map and you have survival, you can avoid like random, random encounters. encounters, but I don't know that I used almost all of the skills.
1: Yeah, they're just not... They're not fun. They they don't translate to, to video games. You know, when you're playing on a table, um, you can find all sorts of ways to improvise and use your skills with your DM, but they were pretty much useless in the game is how they felt to me.
2: There was maybe a handful of conversations I could use, you know, diplomacy, intimidate, less than five, maybe. May five at most. Because that's uh, assuming then, you had the right <laughs> character yeah, talking to right. the MVP. And, and then occasionally I had a character spot a hidden door just you know walking around
1: yeah and I I
2: didn't have a rogue so I never you know had to open locks or surprisingly I thought not going with a rogue would be a really big disadvantage I didn't run across a single trap at least that I know unless I triggered it and didn't didn't notice I don't remember a single trap in the game.
1: which is surprising considering it's a classic dungeon crawl yeah
0: (laughs) well everyone hates traps they're stupid and lame so. That is true. Good job, take him out.
3: <laughs> I love traps, because I like to traps. play rogues. Traps Ten foot, were... poles. Ten foot <laughs> poles all day. <laughs> One thing, tumble, is probably mm. the best skill in the whole game.
0: Yeah. Okay. I had that off. I would constantly see tumble successful. Good. Because, actually, we didn't even talk about Attackers Opportunity. Nope. Because, man, there are a bunch of those. Because Monster AI is stupid, I want to say. Yeah. Uh,
3: they love running Shoot. into those. How can often. I run to this character? Through all of their AO, yeah. AO fields? Okay, yeah. let's go.
2: They They do that all the time. I also ran into a lot of spellcasters who um, would misuse their spells. Like There was one enemy that would... It was actually really tough. They would I had to fight a couple times because they would charm my characters. And as Greg mentioned, charm is ridiculously overpowered. And the way I beat them was to put a bunch of animal summons in front of them because they would constantly try to charm like my panda bear. And it does not work. <laughs> they do charm person and the it, it would say not a person does not affect. But it did it six times in a row. So that's how I beat that guy. I don't, the, yeah, the, I the, I don't the,
0: understand the way the AI chooses who to attack. Because there have been times where... Everyone has attacked my paladin, and there are other times, where well, the wizards are going down. Like, it seems completely random in the way that they attack.
3: I the bet shit. they decide who to attack the same way I decided how to make my party the first two times. Could it be Stupidly. a dice roll?
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they, they seem to... It seems like every enemy, they choose a character, and then that is their target. They will just... Follow that one uh, target no. until... It Everyone, get, it get until that guy!
0: That guy. Yeah. Like, it's silly. Uh, I do wish there was hexes, too. And, or at least an option to turn yeah, on a right. hex grid or something. Because I found myself accidentally running around in a circle to attack someone by misclicking. And then... Or, or accidentally attacking the wrong person. Another thing that annoyed me is... If you knock an enemy unconscious... You can still attack that unconscious enemy. So if you've got well, if you've got four guys laying on top of each other and one guy in the middle of all of them, and you misclick and attack a, an unconscious guy, I feel like the ability to attack those unconscious people should be taken out. The little sword icon shouldn't come Kutigra. up for coup in it. I gras trolls. You have
3: to do right. that. That's what I'm know, saying. So unless you specifically yeah. Kudigra, exactly yeah, sandwiched. and
2: not make it a default action.
3: Yeah. I can dig that. I actually really liked that there were no hexes, um, which is not a very... or squares, right? Or maybe, like,
0: uh, when you mouse over stuff, it would highlight where you would stand or something like that. Just something that that shows me where I am moving, specifically.
2: It's a little too easy. If you're not paying attention, it's a little too easy to draw opportunity attacks.
3: Is that a circle of eight only thing? Because when I put my cursor, I see a line of where my guys. No, can.
2: you see a line already. I think you might need to hold it down, but you can definitely see a line before you move. You so. get to hold it down,
3: and I wasn't doing. Cir- maybe it. circle of eight made it on by default. Maybe my default.
2: That's
1: smart. Oh,
3: smart good on, pack. If you're gonna play this game, you need to. Yeah, it you were really just flat me. out.
1: That you know, circle of eight is one of the things that makes me feel bad for this game. It's 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 trying so hard to be a good translation of 3rd edition D&D which I loved and so many people loved. It's it's not a good game, but there's this mod community trying to make it a good game cuz it's it has the 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 so many of the pieces are there and it just doesn't get there.
0: Do you guys have any other silly moments that you want to share that made you laugh? One thing that stood out to me is every single merchant that you talk to says Excuse me, I have to finish working with this person before... Okay, now I can talk to you. Every single merchant says that. I guess you just barge in and skip the line whenever you try and barter with someone.
3: Yeah, come on, we're heroes. I actually really liked... um, I actually really liked... We didn't really talk about the tutorial a lot. I thought the tutorial was really good, personally. But I loved how, at the end of the tutorial... Spoilers! You find a wizard and you like save her and she helps you kill some zombies and stuff and then at the end of the tutorial it's implied that after you find the stuff she totally shanks you in the back and steals the treasure really kind of solidifying the cutthroat nature
1: what Stop kind drinking, of game man. murders you in a tutorial
3: a really one hard that's one that's really hard from
0: levels one to two three. i got murdered all the that time was when playing this game dip-
1: Difficulty curve was—we didn't talk about this enough. How a hard game? how outrageous <laughs> the up, difficulty fellas. curve was! It was impossible at the beginning of the game, and then it got easy for a while, and then it was impossible again. Uh, uh, made no sense. Terrible difficulty curve. Worst part of the game. Worse than talking to farmers.
2: My game was uh, fairly easy. Uh, but i did as i said min max like crazy and I, I i may always rest between battles yeah, <laughs> i I, I make use of the rest button liberally there's so, no time uh,
0: element I to it you're not in a hurry to stop the temple from taking over the land you yeah. can rest 20 days until everyone's at full hp if you need to
1: no one cares about this temple why should you even go to it <laughs> for treasure
3: For the lurking super big bad evil lady, not guy. The lady. That's lurking Um, at the center. I want to ask you. This is something we talked about, um, kind of in the show notes, Rudy. Because we do preparation, folks. I don't know if it's obvious. We get the juices flowing. Have a little talk. We do preparation. Dang it! Um, You made a mention about. The game currency being stupid. Oh I'm yeah, really confused about what that meant.
0: Um, why include platinum? I just think that's so dumb. Uh, just <laughs> have it all be gold. It's so much easier if it's gold and not four different kinds of currency. Why include mm-hmm. copper and silver? Yeah, I that's mean, fine
2: too. Just make it all gold. It's, it's so much. Yeah. yeah. It's a but, stupid mechanic
3: to. I mean, I know. They cost two coppers. What? <laughs> just There's make them
2: round them up to one gold Like guess yeah, that's fun. you don't need four currencies in any game you? Is... you don't need four currencies
0: times. well the thing is to buy everything it's all listed as gold it doesn't say 100 platinum pieces it's all gold pieces so why do i have to convert my platinum to gold if gold is the standard it's just
3: ugh. i see I don't know, I liked it, but I've like the current. i always liked the different currencies in D&D, so...
0: Any standout bugs that really... This is a game that was notoriously buggy on release. Obviously you guys played the mod, that squashed a lot of them. Alex, you and I were vanilla, did you notice anything crazy? I had an issue where a frog really ate weird. the wolf in my party, and then I kept hearing the wolves Arr! bark over and over, <laughs> and over and over and over again. And it just <laughs> didn't do anything for a full minute. It was just arr, arr, and like, th- <laughs> like the sound of the frog making like eating noises. And then uh it kind of <laughs> bounced back.
2: I mean I had the occasional bug here and there, but really overall fine, not much crashing.
3: Yeah, I enough. Mean, I, I, played... I,
2: I crashed period, so it ran well.
0: Yeah, it didn't crash for me either. I played like six hours straight and
3: must be nice.
0: <laughs> that's your. That's on you then. Yeah, I guess
3: system. so. I don't know. I played vanilla in Iron Man mode for two hours, maybe? Before I just the game just crashed. And then I didn't have a save anymore. And then I read that you shouldn't play Iron Man mode. So, yeah. The, my, most of my bugs are related to just kind of the game crashing. But I did have... I don't know, is it a bug if they design an encounter that you can't get out of if you fail lock breaking check? I think
0: that's that's just bad design. Uh,
3: Yeah.
0: Alright. Final question. Would you recommend people play this
2: game, Alex Bassa? Uh I mean I think if you want just a straight combat simulator, um, turn based? you know like you like the third 3.5 edition rolls then i think this game is fine i mean yeah it's not the best it could be there's a lot of missing potential and i think anything that involves uh, interacting with npcs is uh, generally a waste of time <laughs> i really didn't like it you know, if you don't want any of that then and you just want combat like i did it works you know i i went to the temple i didn't leave i just fought everything i could i enjoyed it <laughs> there are some crazy battles Honestly, I think at one point there maybe thirty enemies at once. So I've I've never hit so many people with a fireball. So it's fun (laughs) to do combat.
0: Alright, yeah. I can see recommending it in there if you're a lover of the tactical strategy RPG. Vegas, I know you are a lover of the tactical strategy RPG. Would you recommend the Temple of Elemental Evil?
1: No, not at all. Play other games. Game's just not fun. You know, it, it falls short too many ways. I I wish it was a great game. I would love a game like this to exist and be awesome, uh, because I love D&D and I love this style of game, but this one stinks, uh, which I am very unhappy to have to report.
0: How about you, Greg? What do you think?
3: I thought this game's okay. With Circle of Eight mod pack, it becomes better, but I'll be honest, it was really hard to force myself to play this game for this podcast after the first two, three hours. I was like, ugh. Uh." (laughs) Ugh. So I'm going to go with no.
0: I think I'm going to uh, side with Alex on this one, in that I actually did enjoy the combat quite a bit. When I was fighting in big fights, you know, a lot's going on at once. You've got guys running around. You've got your heroes smashing them down. You've got them cleaving and taking down multiple enemies at once. It can be really exciting, and there's a lot of strategy involved for those big, big battles. A lot of uh, balancing to do. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with Alex, with the huge caveat that the story is non, non what's the word existent not existent thank you the story is non-existent interacting with npcs is a chore but the combat's fun and the dungeon delving is pretty good so thumbs sideways Yes, yeah. <laughs> i think is the best way we can we can put it well thank you so much gentlemen for discussing the Temple of Elemental Evil with me and Alex. Let's throw out a game. What have you been playing recently that you've been really loving and you recommend people check out? Vegas, how about you go first? Uh,
1: The the best thing about Temple of Elemental Evil is it sent me down a rabbit hole of downloading cheap uh, strategic RPG games to find one that I did want to play, and uh, I came across a game called King's Bounty on Steam. Uh, it was released in 2008, and I love it. It's a, uh, it's a game, wow. a, it's very similar to Heroes of Might and Magic uh, and those kind of games, and I uh, can't stop playing it. Um, it's pretty cheap on Steam. Definitely recommend King's Bounty.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Actually playing this through a got me back into the heroes of Mind magic, which I love to death. So I might I might go back and do a little king's bounty as well. Definite great choice. Greg, how about you?
3: I'm gonna throw out another tactical turn based RPG that I didn't get into because of Temple of Mental Evil. I actually got it in the Humble Bundle a little bit ago because I thought it looked pretty cool. And it turns out I was super bright. Uh, this game's called Blackguards. You can get it on Steam for kind of a lot of money. I don't know if I'd pay 30-some dollars for it, but maybe they'll have a good sale coming up. It's based on a, a German RPG called The Dark Eye, but in German, but I don't find this feature, so somebody can translate it for me. But it's, it's really cool. It's a point-based RPG. A lot of fun, tactical, turn-based goodness in there. A lot of good customizability of your character. You can do whatever you want, no classes. So I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun.
2: Alex, how about you? What uh, what should I play? I'm gonna continue with the recommending <sighs> tactical turn-based RPGs, and I'm gonna go with uh, Divinity: Original Sin, which I've also started playing within the past two weeks. Huh. Uh, it's That's a one. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's another game I think with great combat, and it, it it has a lot. There's a lot of environmental effects, like you know, if you put someone. Uh, if there's like poison gas, it can also be ignited by a fireball spell, and then there's a huge explosion. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Yeah, and then it cool. can be played fully co-op, and I've been really enjoying it playing with a friend of mine.
0: Well, uh, I think you should play Titanfall. Man, that game's so cool. Big robots for shooting each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cheap. It's like 10 bucks on sale all the time.
3: Uh, Is it really?
0: Yeah, it was 5 during the cyber monday sales but uh i love what? titanfall i love big robots
3: big robots uh, are awesome
0: that's got nothing to do with tackle rpgs but man is that game a good time with the parkour
3: and all that other stuff to be fair rudy there are tactics in the game right oh
0: certainly uh use the smart it's real time. that's the main tactic because it uh hacks for you great good talk good recommendations guys where can i find you on the internet vegas what's your twitter
1: Uh, I can always find me on Twitter at Vegas Lancaster and I'm always performing Friday nights in Philadelphia with the N crowd uh, phillyncrowd.com we're an improv comedy troupe
0: Greg, how about you
1: sir?
3: I'm on the Twitter too I'm at at NTS underscore QPOP that's QPOP for you Um, I post a lot of RPG stuff on Google Plus as well publicly crazy i know no one uses google plus though so that's fine
2: alex basso you're on twitter right what's what's your twitter handle my twitter handle is at yo underscore alex basso and that's where i'm on twitter at (laughs) all right great and you can follow
0: me at rudy basso r-u-d-y-b-a-s-s-o hey second episode i think it's going well how about you leave a comment Tell us what you guys think of what we're doing, and be sure to tune in next month. We are going to be playing Dungeons & Dragons Dragon Shard, which is an RTS that you can pick up on Tom for $10. Is it good? Is it just a ripoff of Warcraft 3 with the Dungeons & Dragons skin? I don't know. We're going to find out. And uh, we're not going to be playing the multiplayer together because it's only LAN. Boo. Oh well. So until next month, bye Land party. Ciao.